Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome into the early line. Wednesday morning, August 24th. Sirius XM Channel 159. This is the Sports Grid Network. I am Donnie Wrightside along with Mike Blewett. And we got you for the next two hours to get you ready for your Sports Grid day. Mike, welcome in on a Wednesday morning. Thanks, buddy. Great to be here with you. Filling in for K-Dubs. Excited to go through a lot of big news yesterday. Yanks, Mets, Kevin Durant, everybody else uh, waiting to see what we have to say and what the world has to say about a lot of these teams' chances as we head towards postseason and opening up the regular season on certain sides. There we go. Wednesday mornings here with Mike and Donnie. Has a nice little ring to it here. And by the way, Mm -hmm. Kevin is not here because, Mike, he's getting ready for a massive wrestling event tonight. So we wanted to get that out of the way before we get to our seven in sevens. And how about this? No apologies necessary here. San Diego Padres' Fernando Tatis Jr. says no excuses for his 80-game drug suspension, Mike, which included... Many suggestions that there were excuses, including haircuts and ringworm. Yeah, a lot of things going on when guys attempt to apologize in various sports. The apology, that's a non-apology. People say things like, I'm sorry if I offended anyone. Just say you're sorry. Because you obviously did offend someone if you are apologizing. Uh, If you're building in excuses during the no excuse press conference, I think you need to go back to the uh, to the drawing board with your PR team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, just come out and say, I'm trying to hold up to this contract, Mike. It's a big number here. I don't want to embarrass myself or the fan base. I want to make sure I'm on the up and up. I got injured. I wanted to come back as soon as possible, as opposed to, yeah, man, got a tight fade on the street corner, got ringworm, got some weird, mysterious cream that I rubbed on my head, and here I am, and it was an 80-game suspension. Stop it. Just admit it. We'll move on. We'll see him, I guess, around next May at this point, but he is scheduled to get shoulder surgery now. How about this one? KD in the Nets. Hey, we were never angry at each other. We're moving forward here, Mike. KD and the Nets say, you know what? Let's get this together. Let's make a run at an NBA championship. I do think Steve Nash is the type of guy that can put this behind him. But it does feel a little weird that literally this month, there was talk of KD trying to get him and the GM fired so that he could come back and play in the play on the nets in peace. But I think Nash will move past it. I don't know if KD will move past it. We've seen that as great a player as he is, he's shown to be sensitive in certain scenarios. So 
Uh, I don't really know if this can work. I, I think the funny part about the Nets is that I know we're going to get into a deeper dive later is that we keep really rating them very high in, as opposed, in terms of their ability to win an NBA championship and nothing thus far with this group has shown us they can be anything close to that. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head at that point. It's always nice showing up to work, too. Knowing the guy that you're working with actively tried to get you fired repeatedly yeah. over the summer. So let's see if we have some harmony on that Nets team. Now, how about this? Talking about harmony, how about if you're getting up there in age, you say, you know what? Most people are looking for pensions here, Mike. How about this pension? Nick Saban, $11.7 million a year extended through 2030. Yeah, Saban will never be go more than a couple of months without being the highest paid guy. So he makes himself the highest paid guy. This would take him to age 78. In the in the NFL, we have two 70-year-old coaches right now. I don't know that there's many of those in college right now, but I would say that your longevity in the college game probably is a little greater than it would be in the NFL. I think Belichick and Carroll are freaks in that regard. And uh, Saban, I guess he'll be patrolling the silence. I just don't know, Donnie, how he can do it in an advanced age in the way that he does it. He's obviously a very intense coach. Yes, he is. Let's welcome in the radio audience here on a Wednesday morning. This is the early line with Mike and Donnie carrying you through for the next two hours right here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. How about this? Walker Bueller undergoes a second Tommy John surgery. But, Mike, it doesn't seem like the Dodgers even care at this point because no matter who they bring up, it seems like they're a dominant pitcher. Yeah, it's uh, they've been this way for as long as I can remember. The farm system continues to dominate. Obviously, it's a bummer here. A really great, talented pitcher on the younger side, too, with his second Tommy John surgery. Recovery tends to take a little bit longer when you have it the second time around. That's why the graphic shows you won't see him until the 2024 season, at which point after that, he hits free agency. Heading into the Subway Series between the Mets and the Yankees, it looked like the Mets were set up for an easy mini-sweep going with Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. Turns out DeGrom didn't pitch and Scherzer got beaten. Here we are, the Yanks, with a two-game mini-sweep over those Mets. Yeah, I watched the entire game last night. Made it a pretty good sweat at, in the ninth inning, getting the bases loaded and then uh, shutting it down. Finally, Peralta uh, gets the final out. But... A nice bounce back for the Yankees. They've won three in a row. They've had the worst August uh, of any team in baseball along with the Marlins. So it's nice to see them turn around a little bit. I know we'll talk a little bit more about them in depth later and Aaron Judge as well. Yep, down the stretch they come in Major League Baseball. A couple quick updates here. The Washington Commanders defensive end Chase Young will miss at least the first four games of the 2022 NFL season. And how about this one? Will Zalatoris out of the tour championship two herniated discs in his back, swinging a golf club, Mike. Ouch. Yeah, bad times for Zalatoris. It's a pretty significant injury. Hopefully he comes back as soon as possible and, and starts winning tournaments again. Chase Young, I think four weeks was about the best you could expect. There we go. Off and running here on a Wednesday morning on the early line. It's Mike and Donnie. Up next, we're talking Major League Baseball. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back into the early line Wednesday morning. Mike Blewett and Donnie right side here on the Sports Grid Network. Exciting action last night in Major League Baseball, which we're set to recap. And we start first with ATL, the Atlanta Braves, 6-1 to win over the Pirates last night. Taking a look at this game overall, Max Fried was sensational. Only allowing three hits over eight innings. And don't look now, Mike, as long as it says, hey, you know what? Mets look like they're going to cruise to the victory here in the NL East. Only two games back now sit those Atlanta Braves after another good performance. Yeah, just two games. The Mets pounded the Braves a few weeks ago, and it seemed like the Mets had really distanced themselves from uh, from the Braves. Yeah, really kind of a, a massacre here at City Field. But just a few weeks later, it's two games. Max Fried pitching lights out donnie's only given up more than three runs once since may 13th very consistent and last night 95 pitches in an eight inning outing he probably could have gone the distance but uh they had it uh short up so another great performance by max Fried. is there any panic mike here as we take a look because both of these teams are going to be in the playoffs we understand that but winning the division yeah. has its perks here home field advantage less games initially or what you would think and toward winning a world series if we're seeing that two game stretch which we have roughly a month to go in the season so let's put it at around 30 games or so that's left for each of these ball clubs i'm looking right now mm -hmm. at the FanDuel sportsbook here i see the new york mets at a minus 410 price to win the nl east over the atlanta braves i'm not going to call panic i'm not going to call things going to set him because as we know even though they dropped two games versus the Yankees Mets are a pretty good team one through nine in that lineup and obviously have the front line pitching and a dominant closer to close out close ball games in your mind here valid to take the Atlanta Braves at a plus 320 price or is this still the Mets division to lose at this point I still think it's Mets division to lose because they're coming up against a bunch of teams right now that aren't very good they got the Rockies coming into town so the Mets schedule sets them up to be in a better position than the Braves. However, we haven't had a good price on the Mets in months, Donnie. So they have not been a team that has been a fun team to bet on from a futures perspective. Obviously, individually, night to night, you got some unbelievable pitching out of them, both closers and a few strong starters. But from a futures perspective, it's been a long time where you'd say, you know what, jump on the Mets price. You're just sort of waiting for it to come down. And I think the book is even looking at the number of Mets fans combined with their schedule and saying we're not mm -hmm. lowering this number uh, in order to, to lose more potential money. 
want to ask you a quick question, Mike Blewett, on the New York Mets, because coming into yeah. that series, we expected it to be Scherzer and DeGrom, and oh no, the Yankees are really struggling on offense. How's this going to turn out? Now, as we know, the Yankees turned out going 2-0 and in that mini sweep. Jacob DeGrom did not pitch last night as he was supposed to. They kicked him back to Thursday. Any worry on your part that they're saying, well, we're just being a little bit extra cautious, or is there smoke and fire saying, now hold on. He's supposed to be healthy here. Why did you move him back two days just for the optics of it when you thought he would want to go up against those New York Yankees? I think every Mets fan on the planet is has to have some concern. Yeah. Just looking at it constructively and objectively, I think that having Jake and Scherzer together looks powerful, but it might behoove them to have each one of those guys pitching in a different series to use them both up against the Yankees in a two game set. I think strategically, it makes a little bit more sense to separate them for now. Obviously you can get them back together when it comes to October. So I think you're always going to be a little concerned. I, I think this is a little bit more strategic and helping to stretch them out a little bit. If Jake or Max can pitch one less time before October, I think that only helps. So I'm not panicked about this at all. Yeah, we'll see it definitely play out. He will pitch Thursday and probably very Jacob DeGrom-like. Seven innings, 12 Ks, uh, 98 pitches, and a dominant performance is what we always expect. Just a little bit eye-opening that he was pushed back from that Yankee series to start on Thursday. How about these two teams, the Orioles and the White Sox? The Orioles pick up a win 5-3 to three over the White Sox. These two teams, Mike, before the season, I said to myself, the Orioles are going to be horrendous. The White Sox are really talented or probably will easily win the AL Central. Boy, was I wrong in both directions as the Orioles sit 64-58 and 58 on the season and the White Sox now four games back in the AL Central at this point. Yeah, it's pretty wild because you're right. I, it's ironic that of all the divisions in Major League Baseball, I think if you and I sat here back in April – you probably would have said, well, it feels like the AL Central is a foregone conclusion. We probably mm -hmm. would have said, yeah, we probably like the Dodgers in the NL West, but let's see what the Padres can do. Now, the Padres have gone through a lot of changes since then. But there's always one division a year where it seems like nobody wants to take control of it. And the White Sox let that happen for four months. And now the Guardians are in position to pull away from them. I don't know what really we feel is broken about the White Sox. I know people are going to hammer Tony La Russa for all of this, but 62 and 61 isn't going to get it done anywhere. They're not even going to make the playoffs if they're playing this kind of baseball. So I am surprised. Yes, I, I thought this one, I didn't think any other teams were even going to really be competitive baseball teams. Yeah, it was almost like a fast forward saying, all right, let's get to the White Sox to the playoffs and see what yeah. they can do because this division didn't even look like they were trying to win or compete with the White Sox. And here we are right. at this time. By the way, the Philadelphia Phillies last night, Mike, seven and six win over the Reds. A very Phillies like game. Go down three runs, take the lead by two runs, <laughs> go down one run, and come back in the ninth inning as the Phillies upend the Reds to keep their hopes alive for the playoffs. Sir Anthony Dominguez goes down a few days ago on the 15 IO, and all of a sudden, Mike, the Phillies can't close anybody out and have to win in a wild fashion last night yeah and just just like Sunday with the Mets right that mm -hmm. was a back and forth game and I think uh, to some extent it might have that emotional win for the Mets might have spent them the next two days against the Yankees but you're right uh, the Phillies can be really erratic at times but to their credit they are 13 games over 500 
This isn't a team that's scuffling with a 500 record, hoping to hang on to a wild card. They're up against more competitive and potentially better teams, but just one game out of the race right now uh, to snag a wild card. So we'll see if they can uh, get a little bit more consistency here in these last 30 games or so. Yeah, it's going to be a wild stretch here. By the way, yesterday, Bryce Harper, two home runs in a rehab assignment down in AAA, so he's close to returning. They expect him possibly by the weekend or as late as next Monday, so maybe another extra shot in the arm for the Phillies as they try to make the playoffs. So I'll tell you, he's giving people shots in the arm. It's Aaron Judge. Hits his 48th shot into the seats last night as the Yankees won 4-2. to two. Complete that mini sweep over the Mets. For me, the Yankees are easily going to win this division, but sometimes it feels nice to say, you know what, guys? We're still a good baseball team. Did you see what we just did to the Mets, who are also a very good baseball team and maybe a World Series preview? Yankees fans have to take that sigh of relief and say, okay, let's get back on the right track. Let's head towards September and October baseball. Yeah, a no doubt or a 453-foot home run. Mm. Uh, homers back-to-back -back games against the Mets. I would say that uh, as a Yankees fan, I, I don't have any real confidence about them winning the World Series. I think there's holes in the team in the way that they're constructed that I think October could be a struggle. Doesn't mean they can't win. I just don't think they will at this moment. Uh, bullpen obviously is a little banged up right now, and they're trying to work through some of those injuries. But you have to give Judge credit. He's been remarkably consistent. The only thing I can hang my hat on is as great as they were and the pace that they were on, the 98 Yankees, the single greatest seasonal baseball team I've ever seen, Donnie, they were 91 and 31 during the season. And for the next 30 games, they went 500. So even great teams can have really rough stretches. This is unusually bad that what the Yankees are going through. Uh, we'll see if they can continue to get on a little bit of a streak here and make August a little closer to a 500 month as opposed to seven or eight games below 500. Gotcha. And how about those Blue Jays there up in Fenway? You say to yourself, you want to get your season back in line. Well, last year, as we know, a lot of those Blue Jays games were played in Buffalo. They split also a couple games there down in Tampa. Now we take a look and say, why not just play all of your home games at Fenway Park? Because they mm -hmm. seemingly have that under control. They absolutely torched the Red Sox here. Scored eight runs with two outs early in that game for a 9-3 to three victory over the Red Sox. And also the Nationals last night on the card. Not a very good baseball team. And also, those Padres. Let's talk more baseball coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back into the early line. Hour number one dedicated to a lot of Major League Baseball. Hour number two, we'll talk some NFL, we'll talk some college football, and certainly Kevin Durant and the NBA to get a check-in. But we got some early afternoon Major League Baseball that we need to get to. The first game right off the bat here, 9:51, 9:52 on the rotation. This game's going to be first pitch at 12.35 Eastern. That's the Atlanta Braves and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Scheduled to be on the mound is right for the Braves and Keller for the Pittsburgh Pirates. A heavy favorite here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, taking a look at it, close to a minus 250 price and a total in this game, which actually opened at the FanDuel Sportsbook at 8.5 now, is down to an 8. I actually agree, Mike, with that movement. And having said that, about the Atlanta Braves, they are, excuse me, the Mets are not playing today. The Braves are playing today. So another chance to game a half game in the standings going up against those Mets. But if you look at this game as it centers, Wright's a better pitcher on the mound. The Atlanta Braves are a better team. Hence, Mike, they're favored by a minus 250 price. But if I look at some ways that maybe we can get some runs in this game, Wright, who has a 3.60 XFIP over the past 30 days, which is okay. Strikeouts around 21% of the batters, which is fine. He really handles his business, Mike, against right-handed batters. 47 that he's faced over the past 30 days. That's coming in at a 230 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of an 087. But here's where he gets into a little bit of trouble, particularly over the past 30 days. To left-handed batters, which he's faced 55 of those, a 387 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 320. And why does that factor in today? We're looking for as many as seven left-handed batters, Mike, including switch hitters for the Pittsburgh Pirates today. Any thoughts for maybe that early game we might see an upset for the Braves or Braves are just too strong, too powerful, and the Pirates are playing for the future? I mean, it's unusual for a team to be even be able to field seven lefties in a particular lineup, Donnie. Not every team has that luxury. So uh, that is an interesting angle. I would also say the Braves going for the sweep here. The fact that you said that the Mets aren't playing does make this a little bit more compelling for a bunch of reasons. Both teams, the Mets and the Braves, I think their individual fan bases are saying, oh, we have an easy stretch of schedule coming up. Well, they both do. The, the Braves are currently p- playing the Pirates and have the Rockies, Marlins, and A's coming up in sandwiched around a Cardinals weekend. The Mets have the Pirates, Rockies, and Nationals coming up sandwiched around a Dodgers weekend. So I think, Donnie, we're going to be a week past Labor Day before we have any distance between the two, if we do at all. I think this division is going to remain tight for at least the next two weeks as these two teams conceivably beat up on the weaker opponents that are on their slate. Yeah, Braves and Mets going to be fun to watch down the stretch. And the Phillies, obviously, third place in the NL East, but probably aren't going to factor in at all into that divisional race. Still hoping, though, for a playoff spot. So the NL East could fit in three teams, the Phillies, the Braves, and the Mets, in the 2022 race here for the World Series. Next game on the docket today, 1-10 Eastern for a start. That's 9-67, 9-68 on the rotation. San Francisco and Detroit. That's Webb and Manning on the mound. Another game that's fairly high-priced. Opened up at the FanDuel Sportsbook here at a minus 180, but now we're seeing in that range of a minus 166 and a total listed at seven and a half. Taking a look at this game, an angle 
don't have to bet every game, but sometimes there's angles that make a little bit of sense here. Manning on the mound, the right-handed pitcher for the Detroit Tigers today. He's got a high exit here, Mike, close to five over the past month. Striking out batters less than 20%. Walking batters, Mike, close to 10%. So that tends to get you in trouble. But I love taking a look at some of these splits because this is where you might be able to pick up some money. A San Francisco Giants team total could be a good look today. Why is that? If we're looking at Manning, He's dominated as a right-handed pitcher over the past month against right-handed batters. A 203 weighted on base percentage and a zero ISO power number. So basically, right-handers are coming up, right-handers are not getting on base, and right-handers are not hitting for any power against Manning. Let's check the left-hand side here, which sometimes right-handed pitchers do struggle a little bit with. Weighted on base percentage of 362 and an ISO of 200. And just like we talked about the last game, seven batters expected in the lineup in that game. Six left-handed batters expected in the lineup today for the Giants. So do I want to take the Giants? Not necessarily, but maybe a little sneaky angle on a team total for the Giants. Any looks from your edge here, Mike, between the Giants and the Tigers this afternoon? I think I'm with you. Like you said, you don't have to bet every game. And when you got a team that's 30 games below 500, mm -hmm. it's going to often produce odds that aren't all that fun to bet into. Uh, but I think taking a specific team total angle, I think is a good idea to, for everybody to remember in whatever sport you happen to be in. If you don't like a particular line, you don't like a particular total, there are angles that you can take in order to get you to the promised land. So I like this angle that you're taking. I would say that the Tigers at 30 games below 500 aren't really going to yield any great prices for you for most of the year. No, and certainly as we head down the stretch too, it's nice to sort of bet games where you have the haves and the have-nots. You might have an angle on that, but also you're going to get taxed on those games because some teams are looking for the future as opposed to winning now. These two teams, mm -hmm. eh, we don't think the Giants are getting in, and obviously the Pirates are not. So Afternoon baseball game, not as whole lot of intensity that's going to be charged up in that one. Let's take a look at a game in Colorado today. 310 Eastern is going to be the first pitch in this one. If we look, it's going to be Perez versus Urania, 967, excuse me, 969, 970 on the rotation. This one, a little bit lower of a spread here. Texas on the road at a minus 134 price, which is a little bit higher than what the FanDuel Sportsbook opened that up, which was a minus 126, but 11s are across the board. If you're looking at this game, Mike, and you say to yourself, you know what? One of the few places that I really struggle picking games, not wins and losses, but just trying to average out like, how is Texas going to do in Colorado? We expect them to hit, but maybe the pitching won't be the same because those pitchers aren't used to pitching in that thin air. Urania has really struggled over the past 30 days. They shot it out last night with a high-scoring game. 87 degrees at first pitch in the afternoon. Two teams not really going anywhere. Do you auto just bet the over or the sharp money that you could just say to yourself, you know what? Maybe an under 11, it takes 12 to beat me type of day here, Mike. Yeah, it's a fair point. It, the 11 is obviously shocking when you first look at it. They put up a 13 mm -hmm. spot last night, and the Rockies have allowed more runs than anybody in all of Major League Baseball. It's, I think when it comes to day-to-day -day betting and year-over-year -year betting, Donnie, the reality is you just have to get comfortable betting underdogs and unders. It's easy to look at big numbers and want to jump on that, but you have to get comfortable betting unders in situations where it feels slightly uncomfortable. They're coming off of 13 runs. The Rockies give up runs to everybody, the most in Major League Baseball. Why wouldn't I just bet the over? It's an afternoon yeah, game. That's what it's it hot like. out. Maybe the pitchers finally have an edge. Yes, they do. By the way, I'm just getting a quick uh, check here. 
couple different outlets in this next game here. The Cleveland Guardians. It looks like on the FanDuel Sportsbook, we have Cal Quantrill on the mound going up against Blake Snell. One of my outlets here is saying you, Darvish. But we're going to go with Snell as the initial handicap in this game. This game's going to start 4-11 Eastern. And if we're lining this one up, seven and a half across the board and a heavy favorite here for the San Diego Padres at a minus 162 price. Now, we saw the Guardians with a big-time win yesterday in a low-scoring affair out in San Diego. As we know, it's a true pitcher's ballpark out there. Got two decent pitchers on the mound. And if we do take a look at Blake Snell in a start today, over the past 30 days, he's been really good, Mike. A 2.91 XFIP number. How about this strikeout percentage? 36% of the batters that he has faced over the past month have struck out here. If we're trying to equate this as Snell with a left-handed pitcher, it's probably dominating lefties, right? And you would be correct. A 232 weighted on base percentage and a zero ISO power number through those 15 batters he's faced over the past 30 days. So you say to yourself, maybe there's an angle here against right-handed batters that could get to him. Has it been the case? 99 batters he's faced over the past 30 days. How about this? A 233 weighted on base percentage and an ISO of 054. If we flip it over now and get that matchup of how Quantrill matches up, his XFIP is a little bit higher over the past 30 days, Mike, but he actually has some pretty good splits here between lefties and righties. Lefties at a 279 weighted on base percentage, righties at a 262. For me, that's seven and a half that currently sits here at the FanDuel Sportsbook takes eight to beat me. I'm leaning on an under here in an afternoon baseball game out in San Diego. Yeah, I think so. I think seven and a half is the number that you want to jump on, Donnie. I, I think there's a chance that this number could come down throughout the day. It's why you watch the early line. I wouldn't be surprised if people are betting it early and betting it under because of this pitching matchup. Yeah, no, no doubt about it here. Usually out there, you get those two teams lined up here. And Soto, by the way, swinging in the batting cage, tweaked his back a little bit. We'll see if he even makes it to the starting line. Now, last game of the afternoon slate here, a 410 start out on the West Coast, Mike, 975, 976. Washington and Seattle, our good friend Anibal Sanchez back on the man who actually had a pretty decent start his last time out going up against Kirby. Look at this price. We talk about the haves, Mike, and the have-nots. Seattle fighting for a playoff spot. Washington fighting for the first pick overall in the draft a minus 310 price here at the FanDuel Sportsbook and a seven and a half across the board if you're saying Anibal Sanchez in his last outing I trust him good luck to you because I don't trust him at all it's a right-handed pitcher Mike over the past month how about this split here 61 batters he's faced from the right-hand side a 429 weighted on base percentage with an ISO power number of 314 some say there's no value in a minus 310 price, and sometimes, as I say, most of the time, I would agree with that. But any looks here that say, you know what? Mike says the Nationals had a legitimate chance here in the afternoon against the M's. The only thing I would push back on what you said is that you said the Nationals are fighting for the top pick in the Major League Baseball draft. I don't think they're fighting at all. I think they've waved that white flag a while ago at 41 and 83. You can't make the argument that they're fighting for anything. So uh, you're right. Minus 310 is not a value price, but you're just going to have to look at a run line, a run uh, total, excuse me, or, or something else uh, as an angle if you don't like paying the, the three bills, uh, the minus 310. Yeah, we had Aaron Sanchez on the mound yesterday. Annabelle comes back to the mound today. So look at these guys, see what they can do. But I don't expect much out of that Nationals offense. Could be an easy winner. For the Seattle Mariners, but even bad teams do rise and shine and win games every once in a while. We got a night slate coming up next year that you're certainly not going to want to miss. We'll hit some of these games, see if we can find some value in those, and having some fun here on the early line on a Wednesday right here on The Grid. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. at it on the early line Wednesday morning right here on the grid. It's Mike Blewett and Donnie Wrightside as we cruise through the rest of this Major League Baseball card. Took care of the afternoon games. Now we take our eyes and focus them on the night slate tonight. Some big doings going on here. The first game we'll take a look at the Chicago White Sox and the Baltimore Orioles. 959-960 on the rotation. 705 first pitch Eastern tonight. Giolito and Watkins on the mound. If we're looking from a perspective of angle, this game opened up around a pick em. Now we're seeing it slight favorite here at minus 120 for the road team here. The Chicago White Sox going up against the Orioles. A total listed across at eight and a half. So yesterday we saw the Baltimore Orioles beat the White Sox. If you would have told me that the White Sox would have Giolito on the mound in a late August game against the Orioles back in April, I'd say, what is this price? Two to one or higher, 250, 275, somewhere in that range. Not the case. Now Watkins will be on the mound here for the Orioles. Decent X numbers over the past 30 days might get a 4.40 and he does have some decent splits between lefties and righties if we're lining up Lucas Giolito he actually has a very good xFIP over the past month at a 3.60 striking out close to 25 percent of the batter so he sets up nice against this offense here for the Orioles however he does have slightly higher weighted on base percentage with his lefty righty splits 53 batters he's faced from the left hand side keep in mind Giolito is a right-handed pitcher that's a 350 weighted on base percentage to righties a 386 through 63 batters. Are we looking today and saying, hey, I'm not stopping the Orioles. They're at home. They should handle this. Or wake up, White Sox. What are you doing? Donnie, Giolito got crushed his last time out. So Mm -hmm. it's one of these situations where I got to see if he's good before we start betting on Lucas Giolito. He got smoked last time out. I don't feel good about the White Sox at all right now. I know the Orioles are a really fun story and people are getting caught up in the hype and what can they do next year. That's not really what my focus is here. Lucas Giolito got smoked last time out and I'm, I'm out on betting on him at the moment. 
I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes these topics come up because we can analyze these games all we want, but there's still human beings on the mound, and you know as well as I do. Let's just say you're handicapping games. Hey, Mike, your last three football games, you lost all three. You start to question yourself a little bit. Same as me. Donnie, you're on a losing streak. What gives here? Ooh, I really like the Phillies today, but I might want to back off because I don't trust my numbers. Talk about betting on a pitcher that did get rocked in his last outing and how you approach that. Because you just said, like, maybe I want to stay away. Is there any value saying, you know, he's a professional, he'll bounce back, he's usually a good pitcher, I think I'll take my shot because the price is only a minus 120 at this point? Or are these stay-away games that say, like, you know what, let me back off until maybe the second or third inning where I can get in live at the FanDuel Sportsbook? I think that's actually a pretty good angle is to get in live. If you see him early and he's he's bounced back from what we saw, what was it? Six. I mean, he gave up six runs, didn't even get out of the third inning. It was, you know, it's unusual even for him. But I will say, I, I don't think there's a blanket statement you can make and say uh, every time a pitcher gets smoked, you got to stay off him the next time around. I, it's clearly, that's not a strategy to employ. But I would say that I really would want to see a little bit from him. It's when you, ha- it's almost like when you have injured players that are a little bit banged up coming off of injury. Are you eager to bet on them their first time out? When they come back, not really. You kind of want to see what they've got before you trust them again. And I think jumping in live is an angle I prefer to take as opposed to saying, I have the White Sox at a better price than they should be with Giolito on the mound. I'm going to bet him. I just He looked terrible last time out. Words to the wise also. We do have a full deck of games today on a Wednesday, which is nice. So what we're saying is you don't have to bet every game. If you don't love the angle, you can keep pushing it forward unless you're a Phillies fan and you got to automatically bet that team tonight. Let's take a look at this game. 9.53, 9.54 on the rotation, 7.05 first pitch. How about this one? Zooch on the mound versus Sanchez. If you never heard of either one of these guys, well, most people haven't either at this time. But take a look at this. Sanchez, the lefty, is coming back up from a minor league stint here. Not a great Major League Baseball pitcher by any stretch at this time. But if we're looking across the board here, we're seeing stuff at eight and a half as a total. But how about this? The Philadelphia Phillies at a minus 250 price with Sanchez on the mound, basically a spot starter that you had to call up from AAA. So if we're taking a look at some of the numbers today, and let's take a look at the, you know, Sanchez line. Well, he doesn't have a line over the past 30 days. So we're just going to trust that he's going to come up and have a good performance. And by the way, I usually crush the Philadelphia Phillies here, Mike, when I start talking about them bringing up guys from AAA just to have spot starts who aren't very good pitchers. But the last time they did that, which was Bailey Falter, who's a terrible pitcher, he actually picked up the only win against the New York Mets. I look at this lineup here facing lefties being the Reds, and it hasn't performed at all over the past month. And then if we flip it over and say, well, what gives the Reds an advantage? I don't know, Mike. Nothing with Zooch on the mound and his 6.55 XFIP over the past 30 days. And how about this year? Lefty-righty splits for Zooch, 423 to lefties, 606 to righties over the past 30 days. Philly's got to win this game, and you're supposed to beat teams like the Reds here, Mike. Agreed. So why don't we just, we have doubts about both pitchers. So let's play an yes, over maybe do. minus 120 is the price right now. It's probably just going to go higher than that. I think either pitcher has an opportunity to get rocked. They both, they both might. So let's just take an over here and I think pocket the money. I think that's the easiest play on this game. 
Yeah, the Phillies are like cash cow in the past for me for the Phillies was never like betting them to actually win games. It was usually a total or a yeah. team total, and particularly last year, a team total against the Philadelphia Phillies because they have a terrible bullpen. You make your way through those five or six innings, and you know in the seventh, eighth, and ninth, they don't have anybody that can close games out. Now, the Phillies actually had it going for a time here, but Dominguez goes down. It seems like they're way back to the 2020-2021 Philadelphia Phillies where it's a roller coaster, which if you are betting overs, it's sensational because the game is never over at that point here. We'll see if the Phillies get rolling, but a bad bullpen here, seemingly like on both sides, two questionable pitchers. You're right. You take a look at that eight and a half. It does make sense. Four runs for each side. Yes, yeah, sign me up. That's an automatic W in the win column for you here. Now let's keep it moving and down Johnny, the list as we go. I, I, yeah, one go thing on one thing on that. One fun thing with the Phillies yep. too is yep. when the games tend to be lower scoring, betting them live, betting their over live has often been profitable for me for the Phillies. So a lower scoring game early, if that total starts to creep down. Knowing what bullpen lies in front of you, you can bet them over live and get it an even better number than, say, eight and a half. Exactly. No, it's, it's a great point you make there because let's just say the game does start at eight and a half. You're hovering on that fifth inning. You know that bullpen is creeping behind, but the game is only one to one and they flash that four and a half up that you can bet. All you need also, and keep in mind, when you're betting those low numbers after the fifth inning, you do have that backboard of extra innings to get to. So you say, oh, they have to go three, two. No, they don't. They just got to have to say, let's just say each team gets the two runs here. You're going to cash that ticket because you're going to extra innings. So it is always fun there at the FanDuel Sportsbook to dip into that. Uh, Kevin and myself so many times on in-play sports tonight, Mike, last year, we used to tease like the Yankees. He's a big Yankees fan. Yankees would struggle to play. Wait till the fifth inning when they have no runs mm. and the Yankees team total is a one and a half with four or five at-bats to go. Certainly a way to try to play it out. So there are many angles that you could take in Major League Baseball. One angle that seems to be working here. Is the Toronto Blue Jays, anytime they get to Boston, they seem to dominate at the plate. So today, 961, 962 on the rotation. Barrios on the mound versus Hill, the lefty. Heavy favorite of a minus 176 for the road team Toronto. This game's first pitch due at 710. Over, under at 9.5. Without even handicapping specifics in this game, we know they are so comfortable. Talking about the Toronto Blue Jays in Boston, where just a few short weeks ago, we had a game where they had 25 runs on the board by the end of the fifth inning continued last night with nine runs do you just ride these streaks out where you know this team is really comfortable and also a lot of the power and the damage done by the toronto blue jays comes from the right side of the plate and they're facing a lefty on the mountain excuse me bellow looks like he's probably going to start maybe Richo comes into this game but i'm not trusting the boston red sox today no i think we've reached a point in the season where the Sox are finally broken there was they were fighting back a little bit there and the, the trade deadline they had a really unusual trading deadline they were selling but buying at the same time so they didn't completely yeah. wave the white flag but they didn't really improve the team either and i think it's all kind of come home to roost i don't think they'll necessarily devolve into a team that falls 20 games below 500 but i think they're looking at i think any player on that team right now is looking at the the leaderboard, the standings, and knowing that they just don't have enough bullets in their gun in order to make this team competitive. So Toronto is really feeling it right now. I think the Yankees swoon has energized the Rays and the Blue Jays to some extent, and there's at least an opportunity for them to get back in it if the Yankees continue to struggle. But Blue Jays have their eyes on the prize. I feel like the Sox are broken it right now, and you're right. It, this is a tough team to bet on uh, when the Jays have been so good on the road in Fenway. 
Talk about the Sox being broken now, which I do agree with. Mike, what's their future? Are they just going to splurge in the free agent market? Because this is a big market team that sells out every single night and should not operate and say, well, we can't challenge the Yankees and we can't challenge the other teams across Major League Baseball and payroll when they can. What is the future of the Sox? What is it? So there's two major decisions that the Sox have to make. One is that Bogarts can actually opt out and – they do they let him walk because Devers becomes a free agent after next season. So they have to figure out who is the guy that there is going to be the future. Devers, obviously a great young hitter, not unlike Mookie Betts in his ability to hit and who they also obviously traded. And now they have to make a decision, which guy is going to be the future of their franchise. They technically have a backup. They signed Trevor story. So they have a backup at shortstop that they can slot in if Bogarts opts out and then walks. So who is it? Are they going to build with a more reasonable contract than Bogarts, who's already 30, or really pay huge money to make Devers the face of the franchise and build around him? They have to make that decision. If they let them both walk, then your guess is as good as mine. Like if they trade Devers for a hall of prospects and let Bogarts walk and strip it all down to the studs, then why did they sign Trevor Story? What is the actual plan of this team? You have to keep one or both of those players, in my opinion, and I just think Bogarts isn't on the team starting next year. Yeah, it is interesting to look at, too, because let's also keep in mind, they had Mookie Betts, the face of the franchise, that they let go, not by free agency, but basically saying, we can't pay that much money for you. Send him out, and he's dominating for the Los Angeles Dodgers. But they got back Verdugo, so I guess that's an even money split there. Not, so we'll see where the Red Sox do head Mm -hmm. into the offseason. One last game before we get out of here in this segment, 965-966, Minnesota and Houston. Two teams fighting for playoff positioning, I should say, because Houston will make the playoffs. It's just going to be a matter if they're to be the number one overall seed or not. Minnesota trying to find their way through the AL Central. A heavy favorite today. Valdez, the lefty, will be on the mound against Dylan Bundy. A minus 240 price here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. A total coming down a little bit. Opened up at eight. Now sitting at seven and a half at the FanDuel Sportsbook today. This game is going to be an 8-10 first pitch. Is this one where you just say to yourself, Houston at home, you take the under? Because it just seems like, I mean, sure, the lineup is talented, but this team plays a lot of under baseball. Are there any trends that you use with the Astros? Because it's a heavy price to go up against a decent team, or is Houston just that good here, Mike? I think you're right that Houston is that good. It's not a team that I'm going to pounce on at home, especially if they have a, a solid pitcher out there. It is an interesting time in MLB. It's a it's a long, worn-out phrase about the dog days of summer but you are seeing some teams go through it the rays are eight of their last 10 every other team in the american league six and four five and five four and six they're kind of beating each other up i think they're uh, preparing for this stretch run so even a team as great as the astros haven't been lights out for the last 10 games Major League Baseball coming down the stretch. But keep in mind, we still got a whole month to go. Just because it's football season, don't leave the diamond behind. But how about this? A sale in L.A.? Come on back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Quick segment here before we hit the top of the hour on the early line. It's Mike and Donnie in the morning. A hot topic is abound as you just wrapped up Major League Baseball. Got you ready for the card this afternoon and this evening. And how about this one? The Angels for sale. Artie Moreno, the owner of the Angels, bought the team for under $200 million. He'll sell this team with massive profits as it's due to go for a few billion dollars. But the topics that come up are not who he sells to, actually. It's who might be sold on the baseball team itself. Mike Trout with a massive contract. Shohei Otani due for a massive contract. So my question on this Wednesday morning to you, Mike, the sale of the Angels, your thought process down the line, good news for Trout and Otani staying in L.A. or good news for baseball to get these superstars out of this team and actually into a playoff contender? I think the last thing you said is the most accurate. I think it's good news for baseball because these players will probably be released onto teams, not released, but uh, set onto teams or delivered to teams uh, in order to maybe watch them use their powers for good as opposed to powers for finishing in third or fourth place in the division. As an Angels fan, it's this whole process is going to be heartbreaking, but in some ways it was your only hope. The ownership group has not done anything to help out Mike Trout and Otani. I think if I were an Angels fan, I'd consider breaking up with the team if they let these guys walk. But the current ownership situation wasn't going to work. Remember how Mets fans felt just a few years ago. And Steve Cohen, a new owner, has energized his team and built something around them, uh, about around some good players uh, in this relatively new stadium that they have. So I think you got to hope for the same thing with the Angels. New ownership comes in and has an open checkbook and starts acquiring good players. But they have to fix that farm system. It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible every year, too. When you have Rendon, Otani, and Trout on your ball club and can barely even try to fight for a 500 record in Major League Baseball, something is completely wrong. But that's the sale. Moreno's going to make a lot of money. Maybe Ballmer buys that team and spends like crazy like Cohen in New York. But you know what? We're talking Nets basketball next. Do they have a chance in 2022-2023? Stay tuned for more right here on The Early Line. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.